When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out a bit more r slash the <laughs> And if you love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that subscribe button, maybe that notification bell too. And if you're feeling that just that touch a little extra spicy today, you can click that like button as well. Let's crack on with today's stories. And our first story comes from TA191210. One zero, who says, am I the asshole for telling my soon-to-be mother-in-law that my engagement ring is cursed? Dun, dun, dun. I, female 26, just got engaged. My soon-to-be mother-in-law is a nightmare. We're currently renovating a part of our place and she's been lent a key in the meantime because she keeps coming over uninvited under the guise of helping clean up. But she really just likes to snoop and interfere. I do a martial art and take my engagement ring off before class. I came home from an afternoon class one day and my engagement ring was not in the jewelry dish that I usually leave it in. I asked her about it and she told me that she'd taken it to a jeweler to get it cleaned. She looked super smug about it when I asked her which jeweler. She pretended she couldn't remember. I didn't want to give her the satisfaction of having a reaction to it so I just let it slide for a couple of days. A couple of days pass and I ask her about it again and she's super vague, still pretending she can't remember which jeweler and saying she's too busy to go pick it up anytime soon. So I said, wow, I really feel for that jeweler. I hope nothing happens to her. She asked what I meant and I told her that my superstitious Brazilian grandmother had performed some ritual on it that's usually known to curse anyone who takes or handles the ring other than the owner. She looked uneasy and asked me a couple more questions about this ritual and I made up some story about how my mother's ring had been taken by a burglar who was crushed by a pillar of cement on his way out the house. I totally made this entire ritual up and I do have a Brazilian grandmother but obviously she did not do some ritual to my ring. The next day, my fiance told me while I was out that she went there to clean up a bit. Lo and behold, I get home, she had already left and find my ring where I'd left it. It didn't look any cleaner than it had before, lol. A week later, I receive an abusive call from her saying she'd been in a minor car accident and she was blaming me and my witch doctor grandmother, saying she was now cursed for having touched it. I passed the phone to my fiance who tried to calm her down, but she was hysterical. I told my fiance what I had told her and he scolded me a bit because we both know how she is and I should have known she'd react this sort of way. It's been a further week since then and she refuses to talk to me and keeps slandering me to my fiancé. Overall, he sort of recognises how ridiculous she's being, but the drama of the situation is making me wonder if the whole cursed tale was taken it a bit too far. So, am I the arsehole? So what, does she just like disagree with the marriage or something or just like to try and pick on you for random reasons? Whichever it is, you're not the arsehole for doing that and it did make me chuckle listening to that story and you know 
just trying to get into mother-in-law's brain and she stood there thinking oh my god they're cursed the ring's cursed <laughs> but there's no way you could be the asshole in this situation and how long was this person willing to keep your ring for under the guise of having it cleaned i mean what was the end game here there's no way you're the asshole she stole the ring and you made up this pretty funny story about it so i like it but not the asshole from me Tien Scatterbrain says, not the arsehole, that's hilarious. The nerve of her, taking your ring. She deserves the curse. <laughs> I'm just sorry it's causing trouble for you. I kind of think your fiance earned it by tolerating her behavior and not having changed the locks already. Also, have you checked your ring? I don't understand why she'd take it unless it was a way to keep it away from you. Does she disapprove of the engagement or of you taking it off, even if it's for a good reason? Was she going to swap stones or claim to have lost it? I'd really need to know her motivation for taking it. You might want to come clean before she meets your grandmother at the wedding though. OP replies saying, she's never vocally disagreed with the engagement, but she has definitely interfered. I personally think it was just to mess with me or keep it from me. I really don't know. I don't think she ever took it to a jeweler to be honest. Ooh, maybe there's a cheeky update on this story coming at some point. But OK Scientist says, not the asshole. You should tell her there's no way she could have even cursed since she took the ring with good intentions and the curse only curses people with bad intentions. The reason you were worried about the jeweler is because some jewelers would steal rings and swap them out for fake stones. And you didn't know how the honest jeweler was because you didn't know them at all. I'll bet she chokes on her own lies rather than admit she stole it to steal it. Pookie Bear Auntie says, not the asshole. She stole your engagement ring. Making up a story is the least you could have done to her. Lola says, I just laughed so loud I snorted and scared my dog. Lol, you are brilliant. How did you come up with something that creative? Not the asshole, and you need to change the locks. Zesty Close Meeting says, Lol, not the asshole. Your mother-in-law is ridiculous. She literally stole from you and is now trying to deflect that back onto you because she believed a fairy tale caused a car accident. <laughs> now, what do you guys make of this one? Do you think OP did go too far with the story? Or oh, not really. I mean, mother-in-law did steal the ring. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And I spotted this one and I know we've got a lot of D&D players, Dungeons and Dragons, just in case you didn't know. So I thought I'd read this one as well. Certain Office 3210 says, am I the asshole for walking out of a co-worker's D&D game? I, 20 female, have been playing Dungeons and Dragons for a few years now with the same online group. We went on a hiatus and I really missed playing, so I started looking for another group. My co-worker, 22 male, heard about this and invited me to join a game he just started. It was in real life, which I really wanted to try because I hear it so much better in real life than online, so I enthusiastically said yes. Well, I showed up to play and the vibes were immediately off. I was the only girl at the table and definitely the youngest. Everyone else was 22 to 26. They questioned my character choice, saying that the group really needed a healer, but I already chosen a different skill set. For anyone familiar with D&D or fantasy tropes in general, the single girl is always the healer slash mother figure, which I wanted to avoid at all costs. After some debates, my coworker shut them down and let me play the character I wanted. I should have walked out right then, but I stuck around to play two sessions. They were hell. Every choice I made in character was ignored or questioned. The other player's characters flirted with and harassed my character in every interaction. They barely let me do anything in the game and fought over which character would be able to date mine. 
in the middle of the second session, one of them asked what my character's bra size was. I stood up and said, nope, not going to take this anymore, you guys have fun, and walked out. Ever since then, they've all been blown at my phone saying I ruined their game, that I shouldn't have walked out like that. I blocked most of them because the messages started getting insulting. However, my coworker hasn't really talked to me since and I feel like I should have tried to resolve the issue in a different way since I never told the group I was uncomfortable with a character romance. Am I the arsehole in this situation? As someone who doesn't play D&D and I haven't played it in many, many years, I think I only played it once when I was, when I was younger and I'm not sure if I was playing it right then but would love to get it back into it at some point. It's a definite not the arsehole from me. This is creepy... And sounds like absolutely disgusting behavior, asking bra size and fighting over who's going to date you. I mean, what the fuck? I can already feel the heat rising from down in the comments below on this one. It's going to be a not the arsehole. I can feel it. D&D game or not, this behavior is inexcusable. It's disgusting. I don't blame you for getting up and walking out of there. But Faterick says, not the arsehole. Just remember, no D&D is better than bad D&D. Those guys were super creepy and sexist. You did the right thing. Did the DM even try to stop this behavior? Nerd Crush says not the arsehole. Holy fucking creepy. Let Mr. Creepy Friends stay the fuck away from you. Jay Baggins says not the arsehole. D&D player myself and what the fuck. Firstly, the group doesn't need anything. If anyone is a bard, you just make do. There's no reason to bully a player into a specific class or role they don't want. And the fact they're blowing you up for ruining their game while ignoring that the final straw was literal sexual harassment is wild. These guys treated you as the token girl and decided they were entitled to you rather than treating you as a member of the party. There is no world in which you're the asshole here. White Lantern says they were obviously being tone deaf jerks. Even if you didn't explicitly say, hey, this is making me uncomfortable and making this an unfun experience, I'm sure that was perfectly evident. The fact that they were aggressive rather than apologetic after you walked out makes this very clear to me. It's a cliche, but a truism. No D&D is better than bad D&D. Sorry yet to go through this end, for what it's worth, as a DM, I actually prefer running games online. It can be hard to find a game as a player, but if you keep looking, you can find a cool group that you vibe with. Pretty Fly for a Yao guy says, I felt this post in my soul. I guess every girl who plays D&D gets the, we could really use a healer talk at some point. Not the arsehole. No one wants to play D&D if the rest of the party is going to make it impossible for them to play D&D. Questioning or ignoring your choices, trying to pigeonhole you into a role you don't want and arguing about who gets to bone your paladin are really great ways to ruin the fun. They obviously didn't give it a shit you were having a good time and yeah, it's a role-playing game. But you know what? It's still weird and creepy to ask someone how big are your tits on your half-elf? I need to know so that I can sexually harass you in character. Edit. Glad to see from the comments that the we could use a healer talk isn't quite as universal as I thought it was. It's a mood killer for sure. I had one group that tried three separate times to make me the healer. Ditched three different campaigns after a single session because the party wasn't balanced. Was heavily implied that this was my fault all three times. I stopped playing with them after that. And one more from Jeff in SoCal who says, Not the arsehole. This line really struck me and then quotes, I feel like I should have tried to resolve the issue in a different way since I never told the group I was uncomfortable with character romance. Then goes on to say, Did anyone in the group ask you if you were comfortable with character romance before they just assumed it and literally started fighting over you? Because no romance should be the default unless it is both asked and accepted first. Kind of like in real life, huh? 
It's not your job to proactively list all the potential offensive things you actually find offensive. What a bunch of immature, misogynistic dweebs. And if your coworker is treating you differently because you objected to being sexually harassed at an event they hosted, that also falls under hostile work environment and might be actionable. Your call, but it affects your performance at work. You might want to follow it up with HR. Now, what do you guys make of this story? As I said at the start, I know we have a lot of D&D players in our community. And I got to say, with a good group of people, being it being a DM and telling, being able to tell a story sounds quite amazing. And again, you're going to have to excuse my ignorance here, but I'm getting carried away. Do they have like modern day D&D campaigns? Like in 2021, can you make a story based around that? Like the cult of the HOA or something like that? I don't know. Something like that just tickled me. But hey, let me know your thoughts and we'll move on to another story. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And our next story comes from, am I the asshole, liar, liar. Am I the asshole for telling my husband that him pretending to be poor didn't mean he knew what it was really like. When I met my husband, he made it seem like he was like every other broke person in their 20s trying to survive in the world, with no parents or family to help him out. He was crashing on his friend's couch and living paycheck to paycheck. I only found out after we got married that it was all just an act and he was a trust fund kid who had been rebelling against his family and playing at being poor. Recently, one of my old friends and her family became homeless. I was telling my husband because I wanted to donate to the GoFundMe a mutual friend had set up for her. He was sympathetic towards her, but then he started talking about how being homeless and barely getting by was one of the hardest things he had been through. Admittedly, I got upset because we both know he wasn't struggling since he had a trust fund that was giving him a monthly allowance large enough for him to live without working. He was choosing to not use that money. I called him out on it and told him that him pretending to be poor didn't mean he actually understood what true poverty was like. My husband argued that he did and we ended up fighting over it and now he's angry at me. Am I the asshole? Now, this one will be a not the arsehole from me. And it's simply because your husband would have known he's safe, you know. Unlike this couple who hasn't got financial security, they, they, they have to worry about where their food's going to come from next. Where, how are they going to afford a roof over their head? Where your husband, you know, he had money in the bank. If, if things did go wrong for him, he could just say, I'll just dip into my money, you know, and then I could rent somewhere, buy food. It's no issue. But Cinnamon Gin says not the arsehole. True poverty is something I'd wish on no one. Your husband had a safety net and he knew it. He had no idea what it feels like to truly have nothing to fall back on. He's the arsehole and needs a reality check. To which Lelos who said replies to that one saying, This is what makes all the difference. 
It's one thing to live paycheck to paycheck with zero fallback plan. It's another thing entirely to do that knowing you have a huge amount of money at your disposal the moment you need it. The hardest thing he's ever done makes it sound like he needs to experience some hardship if he's ever going to relate to anyone on a meaningful level who isn't a trust fund kid. Not the arsehole. Adventurous Sand says not the arsehole, he did not experience financial insecurity. Even if he chose not to use it, he knew that he had a safety net. If shit really hit the fan, he had an out. True financial insecurity is zero safety net. Having no idea what to do next, being a second gen. Chris McCandless is not the same thing. Sorry if I got that wrong, I don't know who that is. I'll do a Google afterwards though. But you will fear my laser face who says info. Why was your husband refusing money from his family? Was it a matter of that money coming with strings attached? It's easy to call him playing poor, but it's also possible this money was a means by which to control him. To which one with the cake says this, I hate how everyone jumps to conclusions when important pieces of the stories are conveniently left out. What if his family was abusive and he wanted nothing to do with them and the money? What if, as mentioned here, it came with strings attached that he couldn't accept? What if he had an actual legit reason to rebel against his family and he'd rather choose living on a friend's couch than having to contact with them? Edit. I went a bit further down to read OP's comment, but she seems like an unreliable narrator, downplaying whatever went down between husband and the family, so I'm not convinced. People don't usually go couch serving for long periods and live paycheck to paycheck just for fun. Interesting comments there, but Jones in for Jonesy says, not the asshole, he's a big one. Might have been hard to live cheap, but he was never in any danger and he knew it. He has no true idea and needs to sit the F down. And one more from Greek American Dom who says, everyone sucks here. You're both very lightly assholes because though your heart is in the right place, you are both also blinded by your own biases. As much as he may have struggled and suffered, the reality is that he always knew he could choose not to. At any moment, he could jump right back into being wealthy. That meant that he could be destitute with far less stress than the average person. Now you, you are right, but, but you also have to acknowledge that your husband is actually a much better person for having lived that way. It may be imperfect, but he can have some empathy towards others that his class normally doesn't share. He also has a better idea of what he is worth because he made it on his own. He needs to acknowledge that try as hard as he might, he is always privileged and that makes a huge difference. You need to acknowledge that at least he tried to see what it's like. Now I turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? A couple of questions thrown in the middle there about why they chose the lifestyle they did at the time about couch surfing and stuff like that. Was there something going on at home? And then our final comment asking, your husband is a better person for having lived that way. What are your thoughts on this? Let us know in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Throwaway Bro Not Fun, who says, Am I the asshole for not letting my brother know why he is always being left out? So I, 22 male, am one of six kids, second to youngest. Me and all my siblings are close except for our youngest, 18 male. Me and my siblings don't really like him that much because of how he would always tattletale on us and it got worse as we got older. Now me and my other siblings all happen to live in the same city, so we're always spending time together. We all went home this past weekend to see our parents. My youngest brother happened to bring his girlfriend over. My parents asked if they could take their grandkids for all of next summer. My siblings were ecstatic and immediately started making plans for how we could best optimize our time and to start saving. 
my sister's great at making game plan and splitting prices. I guess once he had realized we were planning to split everything 10 ways, as opposed to 11 or 12, he must have started to feel some kind of way and did what he always does and he told our parents. My mum asked him what did he want her to do. I guess he finally snapped and went on this tangent about how we shouldn't be ostracizing him. I guess I got mad and I told him the reason we don't want to be around him is because he did the one thing we can't stand. He told mum. If he was hurt, you could have came to us like a man, like a fucking adult. Instead, you snitched. The only person to blame that I have a close relationship is you. He left and stayed with his girlfriend's family and I guess he told his friends. So I've been getting calls and texts, called me an arsehole and a piece of shit. So, am I the arsehole? So you came into this one accusing brother of tattletaling on you and it got worse as you get older. So it's obviously me going on through life, but there is a bit of an age gap between you of four years. And assuming it's been going on for a very long time, this four-year gap is quite significant in, you know, a younger sibling telling on an older one. I don't know what you did to be tattletailed on, but it did and you obviously got in trouble for it. And at what point was brother not, not included in your plans with your other siblings? Has this been going on for a very long time? So of course brother's going to feel this way. I try to think and put myself in that brother's shoes and say if my brothers didn't include me in plans and you know and separated me from them i'd be absolutely devastated and heartbroken and th to think about you guys all making plans and getting excited for next summer when you're all going to be doing your own thing together and brother being not included in that for tattletailing in your younger years up to now it's really sad and unless there's more to this story i will say you are the arsehole in this situation for holding something like this over your brother's head and it did leave me questioning if there is more to this than just the tattletailing because otherwise it doesn't it sounds like not the greatest of reasons to not include your brother maybe i'm wrong there but Prupa Duca says you're the asshole not because you don't want to include your brother but because you are showing it in his face that you don't want to it's basic man is not to make plans when there are people present who you plan on not including it's just rude doesn't matter how excited you are you're 22, why do you care if he tells your parents that you're excluding him? And based on how unkindly you talk of him, plus you always leave him out, why would he talk to you about it? Would you have included him if he had? Doubt that he would think so. Eastern Water says you're the asshole. Planning things in front of him whilst excluding him was tactless. You then decide to go in on him, come to us like a man. I'm sorry, but you don't get to say things like that when you're acting like an angry 13-year-old yourself. He snitched on me, wah, wah, wah. Dioptry8 says, you're the arsehole. I'm curious what a boy with a minimum of a four-year age gap to their other siblings has to always tattletale about. If not for the fact that he is being mistreated or at very least left out of the group activities by his other siblings. Of course, you didn't bond with him. You were all significantly older and he didn't fit in with your activities. But of course, his response to being left out or ignored was to go to tell his mother instead. You are the arsehole for blaming this fairly natural dynamic all on your brother. You would hope by the time you are adults, noting that the rest of you are, but he is barely out of his teens. You might be doing something to start establishing a more inclusive and equal relationship. Lilypad Leaper says you're the arsehole. Can you not imagine why he feels he can only go to mum about this? It's not like you and your siblings have fostered a good relationship with him. You all need to grow up. You are adults holding a grudge against your little bro for snitching. Isn't that the youngest Sib's main job? Can't stay mad at him for just playing the role he was designated to by birth order. And Fuzzy Ad 559 says, Question, 
How did you expect it to go when you guys were making plans in his face and excluding him? I mean, honestly, you guys brought that argument onto yourselves. You do not make plans in front of people, especially family, that you don't want to invite. It is inconsiderate, it is rude, it is also irrational to expect this person to be okay with it and not be vocal about it. Also, why do you think you have a right to basically call him a child when he is barely a legal adult? 18 means that the year before he was a minor by law and tell him to be an adult but then you are acting like a child yourself i have multiple siblings but i have a particular brother seven years younger than me he always used to run to mum for everything guess what the rest of my siblings and i sat down with him and had a long honest and grown-up talk about the problems he was causing instead of always excluding him for the rest of our lives by what I read on your post, you'll need to grow up and learn to deal with shit like an adult, not like a petty 15-year-old who pretends her brother doesn't exist. You're not the arsehole for how you feel, but you're the arsehole for how you went about it. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let us know your thoughts on all of today's stories if you choose to share them. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved in every story that we that we read, being so welcoming to new people on the channel and, you know, being so supportive of one another. You're absolutely amazing. Never forget that. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Yeah, man, I remember being so naive when life was good, weather and palm trees. Back in the day, you were everything I need. But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams Oh yeah, you played me like a fool When you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read Oh yeah, you see we in the spare crime everywhere You're selling false hope cause you just don't Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby It's me, Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.